Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things podcast. I'm going to get right into the topic of the week. So words mean things. And so I want to talk maybe about four points, 4.5 points around this idea that words mean things. First of all, I want to start off by giving a shout out to Crystals from the podcast, The Read. I believe the Twitter and Instagram are at This Is The Read. And that show, that podcast was probably amongst the first podcast that I listened to. And it's two black queer identified people. I believe they're both out um, and identify as queer. And she said this like several years ago. And since then, they have gone on to print shirts and regularly uh, throw in the words mean things uh, sentiment throughout the show. So I have four points in my interpretation of words meaning things as I do believe that words mean things. And especially since switching careers and fields, I have been more keenly aware of my own words and the words of other people around me. And maybe, I don't know if it's like a PC thing and I was just used to being in an environment where things were PC or not. So here we go. Four points. First point, um, people always say that communication, because communication, um, one of the ways that communication happens is through words. Um, they say communication is key, but honestly, comprehension and listening have to be the bad bitches in the car riding shotgun when communication takes off. Um, because I can talk all day about all of my points, but if the person on the receiving end of what I'm saying isn't listening and isn't taking it in and actually comprehending it, then I'm wasting my time. Um, and I think we have to think about this in two ways. One, are the things that we're saying actually hitting people and we're, they're listening? And we're going to know if people are listening and comprehending if they're able to actually respond to the things that we're saying. And I don't mean that their response has to be in, in alignment with what we think they should say as a response, or it has to be something that we like or that they agree with us. But you're going to be able to pay attention to know when somebody's actually listening and comprehending. And on the flip side, we as listeners, like on the other end of the conversation, have to be able to listen and comprehend. And if you don't understand what that means and you don't understand people's words, ask them. One of the things that I've had to start saying in the last like year or so, so this is even before I switched careers, is make it plain. And at first I was like, oh, first of all, that sounds really biblical. Make it plain, pastor. But when people feel like they need to talk at a, a certain level or they need to like um, make things really academic and make them sound more difficult than usually the simple concepts that they are, I'm trying to get people to make sure that your language and the way that you communicate is accessible. We should be working to make sure that people actually understand that what we're saying and not trying to confuse them with overly long, unnecessary words, things that are complicated, things that are maybe culturally specific to a group that you know other people are just not going to know. And so I always think about like, are the things that I'm saying accessible for people to understand? And then checking back in with them to make sure that they actually got what you're saying. And if somebody seems to be mis, um, misinterpreting or misreading what you're saying, because maybe they're in far left field and... Ooh, excuse me, maybe that's a time for you to kind of circle back around and reconnect. Like, I want to make sure, like, maybe let me frame it differently in this way. And so sometimes we have to offer people another way to hear the things that we have said. It's not because they don't get it, but we, I think it's so important. Like the words that we use say a lot. 
And the words that we don't use say a lot. So again, communication is key, yes, but comprehension and listening have to be a part of that communication cycle. So number two, one thing that my leak teal, you all know I stand for her. Um, she posts this every now and again on her Instagram page. And she says, if the person doesn't say it to me, I consider it unsaid. This has happened to me my whole career. Um, let me just give you a real quick, like, hey, here's a quick tip. This one is for free. I'm not going to charge you for this. Don't send messengers to do your work and to communicate things that are that you should be communicating with any individual directly. And my frame of reference is as a black woman. And so I know sometimes people, I know because I have asked and I'm like, why did you, why are you the person delivering this to me? And why not this person? Usually a white person, let's just call it what it is. But don't send a messenger to do your dirty work, so to speak. Don't send somebody around to try to soften up a message and whatnot. Like, say it with your chest. Like, if you're going to say it, like, put it on out there and be willing to, like, engage in the conversation, period. So the things that we that you say or don't say or that you send somebody as the messenger for, help me understand, like, where you're coming from. So if you send somebody else to tell me X, Y, and Z or to, like, soften X, Y, and Z, and this happens to me, on the regular, on the regular, it tells me something about, cause I usually can connect the dots of like, this message isn't coming from you. It's coming from like this person or these people. It's telling me about those individuals character that they feel like they can't have a conversation with another human being. Cause there is nothing that in me that I have said that I have demonstrated in any capacity that would say, you can't talk to me about X, Y, and Z. In fact, I open myself up to the conversations where feedback is necessary. I will acknowledge like, oh, you know what? I thought about this and so I wanted to rearrange some things and give myself feedback. And I will do that publicly in hopes of people kind of recognizing that, oh, she's open to that. She can see and be aware of herself enough to be able to point these things out. Maybe I can take a chance. But instead, they're rolling through this dumb trope of like angry black woman and I don't want to have this conversation with her. And I'm like, I have yet to flip any table professionally or personally in my entire life. So why do you think that you need to send the messenger to come and talk to me about something? It's usually really simple. It doesn't make sense. So if you don't say it to me, and I'm, I'm trying to adopt that more, if you don't say it to me, you say it to somebody else, I'm going to go ahead and consider it unsaid. Because what I'm going to do if that comes to me, I'm going to be like, tell me what the source of this is. Can you, can you help me understand that? And then invite, tell them, like, tell your friend or whoever, tell them to come and talk to me if they actually have a problem. But I don't do this messenger thing because it's not really helpful. So there's that. Um, point number three. Um, I think it's important to remember as we are thinking about the words that we use and how we interpret those, those words and what we're listening for, that understanding that because somebody chooses to bring up something and discuss something that is bothering them or is generating some level of stress for them, um, that doesn't mean that they want to argue or they want to fight. So we may get into this kind of like feeling backed in a corner if somebody says like, I actually don't like when that happens. I actually don't like when you say that in my presence, or I don't like that when you say that like to these group of feelings for X, Y, and Z reason. It means that I value myself enough to not sit and be in a place of tension, especially if I don't have to. And this is a hard one because I'm working on this for myself big time, but 
I don't want to be in this place where I am like allowing stress to be like in that space and a part of me. And sometimes it's really difficult to figure out what words to use. Again, words mean things. So I am mindful. I don't even want to say cautious, but I am mindful of the words that I use to describe like um, my pain, my trauma with the situation, trauma, big T or trauma, little T. Um, And I think it's so important that we try to approach like listening and that comprehending from a place of this person was felt brave enough to come to me. And I use the word bravery really specifically because sometimes it's hard to come to people, especially if there's some sort of power differential. It's hard to come to folks when you you have this sense that may, they may get defensive and they may like, you know, be thrown on their heels and then like le- lunge and leap forward. But that doesn't mean because I bring something up that I want to argue or I want to fight or I want to debate. So I will, I will make this really personal. Like, I don't want to do those things. I want to express to you, like, I don't like this. This is not helpful for me. This actually hurts me. And I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And I would hope that you could respect the fact that I don't, I don't, I would hope that you would consider, I don't need to actually change your behavior because behavioral change is a choice, but I would hope that you would consider like my feelings, especially if I've come to talk to you about those things. And I've, I've used my words to address a concern that impacts me. Um, and so if people don't change after that, then that's on them and you did all that you can do. And sometimes you have to distance yourself from those folks. Sometimes you just have to like, "Mm -hmm, okay. And then move on or like do what you can to not be in that space or to limit your amount of interaction. Cause that happens. It happens all the time. Like there were certainly people that in my last uh, place of employment, like, and I was there for 10 years. So if you, if you know me, it can be any variety of folks, like, Sometimes you have to do all that you can to save yourself, like save your sanity and not be in those spaces. So um, some people call it like you should say it out loud or it's a coward. Like it's self-preservation and I'm going to choose me and my self-preservation over anything else. So there's that. How about that? Um, Fourth and final point. I have two like mini points. Um, We can't allow, we can't. um, You should be thoughtful and be um, aware enough of your surroundings and the people that you surround yourself with to not let anybody, any old person speak into or over your life. So we occasionally feel, you ever, you know, you feel that gut. I talk a lot on the show about that gut feeling, that, that instinct that you have, that you want to reject somebody's words because they're negative or demeaning, or they're trying to speak something over you that is not you, but it's maybe their interpretation or their projection of themselves or what they're going through. And they're trying to put that on you. You can't, or they're, they're just a toxic person. We have to be willing to push those folks away so that we don't let those things be spoken into and over our lives. Um, Everybody, unfortunately, does not mean you well. That's just the reality of it. That doesn't mean people are trying to take you down, but they just, they are so focused on themselves. Like it's a step on anybody's neck to get to the next level. And sometimes you're the neck that gets stepped on. Um, our job is to know, notice that when somebody's trying to speak that negativity and toxicity into or over your life and remove yourself from that space. And there's, um, I know some people would be like, you should tell the folk, the person that like, why you want to distance yourself or why are you moving away? I'm not under that belief. So like, maybe I'm in the, like the few people who I'm like, I don't have to explain to you why I'm leaving or why I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like I'm, I, I don't have time to go through all of this. And like, it's an emotional investment to 
to sit in that space with somebody knowing, not knowing how they're going to respond. So be mindful of the people that you speak, you engage with and who tries to speak over or into your life because everybody don't mean you good. My mom used to say that and she still says that, you know, everybody don't mean you good. So you got to pay attention to the energy that they bring and the energy that you give to a specific person or situation. There are situations that I'm dealing with currently that I have also dealt with in my past where I'm like, I can't, I don't even want to have lunch with you. Like, I don't want to sit and break bread with you because you are a source of stress for whatever reason, or you're trying to give me advice that I did not ask for and I did not solicit, and I would not take from you in the first place. You think you over here thinking we friends because I didn't cuss you out. I just know better than to get myself into some hot water at work. I know better. So people will sometimes ask me like, oh, you don't have lunch with anybody. I have lunch with myself. I'm usually on the phone with somebody or I'm, I'm by my damn self because I enjoy my own company that much. So... Or I'm, I'm listening to music or I'm listening to a podcast um, because I'm, I'm still new and I'm trying to get to know, you know, who I'm working with. Um, even with my last job, like I'm real smooth on doing stuff by myself. I'm real smooth at like taking myself to a movie by myself. If wife is busy and doing something like she's got like some sort of um, event that she's photographing for and whatnot, I, I will be glad to take myself to lunch. I will take myself out. I'll go running by myself. There's a lot I can do by myself and be damn happy by myself. Because sometimes, you know, you get into these situations and we don't know how to always get out. It's not always easy to get out of a situation where somebody's trying to speak something into or over your life. And you're like, um, okay, bye. And I'm like, let me just go ahead and be by myself and enjoy my own company because high key, like my company is bomb to me. And so I love it. So there's that. So those are my four points. And I think I have two mini points that I wanted to share that I don't have a lot to say on at at the moment, but maybe at some point in life, I will, um, in terms of words, meaning things. Um, if you say no, it's okay to mean it. Um, when somebody says no to you, what we should be doing is respecting it when they say it to us. And that doesn't mean like, I know sometimes there's a pressure to like, you want to ask like, why not? You don't have to explain anything to anybody. That's one of the beauties of being grown and paying your own bills. You don't have to explain anything to anybody unless they're literally contributing to like, I always say, unless you're paying a bill in this house, I'm kind of indifferent on like the yes or the no. And it's, it's instinctual, I think, for us to want to like say no and then explain why. Practice saying no. And then, you know, moving on to the next subject that doesn't make you mean, that doesn't make you bad, that doesn't make you not invested, that makes you paying attention to the energy that you put out and that you take in. And so as I don't remember who said it, but no is a complete sentence. And then the last little mini point I have is that the words that we speak to ourselves mean many things. Um, that's a whole, that's a whole like series, the words that we speak to ourselves, the, the, what we speak over our lives and how we talk to ourselves in the mirror, how we talk to ourselves when we're in the dressing room, changing clothes, um, how we talk to ourselves when we're making choices around food, how we talk to ourselves when we're making choices around friendships and relationships and the jobs that we take and the jobs that we say no to all of that internal narrative. Those words mean things to our soul and to our psyche. So it is my experience is that it is difficult and it creates a constant challenge to be kind to myself. 
and to talk to myself as though, like, I love myself, but sometimes I'm like, ooh, that wasn't really nice. And I, I actually would not say that out loud in front of anybody else or to anybody else. And I'm, and I would, I'm sometimes embarrassed at the things that I say about myself to myself. And then I have to check myself and really take a step back, acknowledge that I'm human, that I go through things that not every day is a great day in terms of like a variety of things. But the words that we say to ourselves also mean things. And so how do we work to interrupt that cycle? And sometimes it's literally interrupted and be like, girl, like you're being not nice to yourself. Stop it. Like, that's not cool. You would not say this to anybody out loud. So why would you say it to yourself internally? Because that stuff grows and festers in our spirits and our souls and our psyche. And it's not healthy. Usually the things that we're saying to ourselves are not healthy. Um, and it's not an all the time, but sometimes you just feel away and you're like, oh, I messed that up. Like, ugh, get it together, Shamine. And I'm like, you would not say that out loud to anybody else. You really wouldn't. And so why are you saying it to yourself? So those are the last two little mini points that I have around words mean things. So if you are not following I Heart Erica on Instagram, their Instagram is I-H-A-R-T-E-R-I-C-K-A. I will link it and tag in on Instagram and in the show notes, then you are missing out. They were just on an episode of a new podcast that I've loved so far called Go Off Sis. And it is, I believe, for individuals that work together for under the umbrella of, I actually don't know the name of the company that they work for, but um, if you see the Instagram, uh, their Instagram, I will post it and link you to their podcast. Um, they did an Eric an episode talking about um, so many things. Um, there are four episodes in, and the one that Erica was on was about trauma. So there's a first part of the episode, and then Erica comes on, Erica comes on to talk about trauma and the experiences that they have had with their partner, Ebony. Um, Ebony is from East Oakland and they let you know that. And they actually have a show together called Hood Rat to Head Rap. Um, very an excellent, um, kind of a heady podcast that I love. And again, it's accessible and um, I appreciate the, ex the exchange between the two of them. But one of the things that I really appreciated about Erica's comments um, during the interview on Go Off Sis was that they we're talking about trauma and how people, um, there is trauma that is individual to each person. And I use trauma as trauma with a big T and trauma with a little T and how sometimes people will be not acknowledging of that trauma. And it is, but it is okay for the individual to take care of themselves, remove themselves from a specific space and to tend to their own trauma. So they talk about, um, uh, one of the things that kind of catapulted them to going going into therapy was the divorce from their previous uh, spouse. and But they had been through all of this other stuff related to um, being a breast cancer survivor and going through, I think, chemotherapy and all of these other things that were happening. And the catalyst for actually getting into the therapist's office was... Um, their divorce. And so it was just a really good um, story. It's very conversational, very accessible, in my opinion, of ways to talk about sexuality, to talk about trauma, to talk about gendering and or misgendering people. 
and how do you recover from that? So shout out to Erica, shout out to the podcast, Go Off Sis. Um, I have loved it thus far and I will tag it and put it in the show notes, like I said, and I'll tag it on Instagram as well. Um, but those are the two things that I wanted to recommend this week to follow iHeartErica on Instagram and to listen to the podcast, Go Off Sis, because it is really good so far. So again, thanks for listening. As usual, um, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook under Two Quick Things. If you're listening to the show, you already know where to listen to it. Please feel free to share it. I'm on a bunch of different platforms, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, several other ones that I can never remember. Um, but if you're listening now, you obviously know how to get get to it. Um, rate and review the show on any of those platforms if you want to. If not, I'm still going to be back next week because I love doing the show. And if you got questions or you want to comment, slide into my DMs. All right, bye.